according to Luke chapter 1, verses 67 to 80. And it's Zachariah's song, and it's brilliant. (laughs) His father, Zachariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he said through the holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. Amen. Thank you, Gary. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you still speak to us, that you still visit us through your Holy Spirit. And we pray this morning that you might speak into our hearts and minds that we might experience your word and that it might transform our thinking, the way that we live and everything about us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are in this season of Advent and our Advent series uh, this, <clears throat> this year is all about the original Christmas playlist. And uh, I wonder which songs would make your Christmas playlist if you were choosing Christmas songs. Maybe it would be uh, Do They Know It's Christmas or The Fairy Tale of New York or Mud Lonely This Christmas or I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. Not really. Uh, and uh, one of my favourites, and I was sharing last week, the first uh, vinyl record I ever bought was uh, the record Merry Christmas, everybody. Anybody remember how much I paid for it? 15p from Boots the Chemist. Imagine that, 15p. Well, we're thinking about the uh, the original Christmas playlist. The tradition of singing at Christmas time is as old as Christmas itself. And the first Christmas carols, of course, were sung by those that took part in the original nativity. Last week, we were thinking about Simeon's song. And uh, we were thinking about the fact that Simeon was waiting for God to rescue his people. He was waiting for God to reveal his plan. And he was waiting for God to release his promise. And uh, we are continuing this week to think about the songs of Christmas. And we're moving to uh, another song on the original Christmas playlist. And that is the great song of Zachariah. Zachariah's song of praise and worship to God. And we're going to think about, but before we just think about that, there's a, 
I need to kind of bring you up to speed on the story of Zechariah because there was a, a series of unusual events in Zechariah's life. He'd, he'd lived a, a pretty ordinary life up until quite old age. He'd served as a, a priest uh, in the temples and he'd gone about his business and not much had happened of, of great excitement in Zechariah's life until this moment when all of a sudden lots of, of different things started to happen. First of all, he was chosen to go into the temple. Uh, this was a once-in-a-lifetime privilege for a priest, and he was chosen to go into the temple. Not only that, not only was he chosen to go into the temple, when he went into the temple, he met an angel who spoke to him about the fact that his wife was going to give birth, remembering that these two people are, as the Bible puts it, well on in years, which is another way of saying they were very, very old. And of course, Zachariah uh, doesn't believe it, that when the angel says his wife's going to become pregnant, and uh, he's struck dumb. And then, of course, his son John is born. So a series of unusual events in Zachariah's life lead up to this amazing song of praise and worship. A series of unusual events in Zachariah's life. Notice that Zachariah's greatest days come came in his old age. Notice that, especially for those above a certain age, who may be thinking, we very often think, don't we, that uh, our best days are behind us, but God's greatest days for us may be ahead of us and not behind us. Uh, Tom Wright says in his commentary on this, he says, often it's the old people, the ones who cherish old memories and imaginations, who keep alive the rumours of hope. And I think that's very true. It's very often uh, people in the church that faithfully serve and go about their everyday duty, not making a fuss, just going about serving in different ways, arranging things, making sure that everything uh, happens, you know, like the microphone works and that, that everything's in, in place and there's a, a candle, the, the lights are like the candles and, and all those things that just happen without us really noticing, unless of course it doesn't happen and then we do notice. And he goes on to say, Zechariah comes across in this passage, especially in the prophetic poem, as someone who has pondered the agony and hope for many years, and who now finds these two bubbling out of him as he looks in awe and delight at his baby son. And so, let's consider Zechariah's song, the second song on our Christmas playlist. And uh, you'll be pleased to know that I've managed to find uh, six verses in this song. Or six points, so you're getting like a, a two for one really this morning. Uh, you know, instead of having three points, we've got six points. So uh, nobody's worried about the time, are they? There's no big football match on today, is there, Eric? <laughs> well, not until very late in the day anyway. So we're, we're, all, we're okay till four o'clock, folks. We'll be through by then. And the first thing I noticed about this uh, song is that it's a song of prophecy. That this song is a prophetic song, not a pathetic song, a prophetic song. Uh, I know some people think we sing some pathetic songs, but uh, but this was a, a prophetic song. It's a song of prophecy. His father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. In other words, he he spoke words that had been given to him by God. He spoke words. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And what he spoke wasn't from himself, although it was from himself, but it was his understanding of what God had said to him. And how much do we need to hear that prophetic voice in our society today? How much do we need to be 
that prophetic voice in our society. We live in a society uh, that is very unsettled and uh, very concerned about what the future may hold. We've got late leaders that are making decisions and making pronouncements that unsettle people. You know, Donald Trump uh, tweets, and and it causes all sorts of problems around the world, doesn't it? And uh, you know, we live in this unsettled world. We need to we need to hear what God is saying. We long for that prophetic voice to be spoken again. And remember, uh, when Zechariah is bringing this prophetic song, there hadn't been a prophetic voice in Israel for over four hundred years. There had been this long silence where it seemed that God hadn't spoken. Suddenly, uh, when Zechariah opens his mouth, he prophesies about what he has been told. So it's a song of prophecy. That's the first thing I notice about this song. The second thing I notice is that it's a song of praise. It is a song of praise. How long had Zechariah not been able to speak for? Nine months, thank you Ian. Nine months, nine months, imagine that. Imagine if uh, somebody in your family had not been able to speak. Imagine if yourself, if you hadn't been able to speak for nine months. And uh, suddenly, uh, when he sees his son, he's given his voice again. What would you say uh, if you hadn't been able to speak for nine months? Uh, what would you say? All those things that had built up inside you that you've been wanting to say, there'd been all that frustration because you tried to kind of get your, your words across in, in other ways and people had perhaps understood or not understood. And then suddenly he has this voice and he immediately, notice immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue was loose. He began to speak praising God. The first words that come out of Zachariah's mouth after nine months of not being able to speak are words of praise to God. The same God that had shut his, shut his uh, mouth and enabled him to speak. He praises him and he worships him. Immediately his mouth was open and his tongue was loosed and he began to speak praising God. Makes you think about how we use our words, don't we? They so they say, you know, words are cheap because we can speak. Uh, some of us use too many words. I'm probably guilty of that, and so are some of you. But sometimes we don't always use our voices to praise God, or to encourage, or to uplift, or to build up people. It's so easy, isn't it, to say the wrong word, uh, to leave people uh, disappointed or disillusioned or upset. And Zachariah. He's bursting with this song that he's been wanting to sing because he met the angel and the angel spoke and what the angel said came true. And now his voice is open and the first thing he does is he praises God. It's a song of praise. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. He has come and he has redeemed his people. And Zechariah is, is buzzing. He's, he's excited. He's, he's thrilled. He, 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 he can't stop himself. And it spills over. And I wonder whether you and I are as excited. Oh, it's Christmas again. There's so much to do. There's people to see. There's presents to wrap. There's a list of things that we've got to do. We've got to tidy up. We've got to shop. We've got to... Oh, yeah, and we're having a carol service next Sunday. Wasn't it great, the, the young people's videos? Did you, did you sense the excitement they have about that? Well, it was, it was kind of there under the surface, you know. Uh, but sometimes, uh, sometimes, you know, we, 
we, we forget, don't we, because we're so familiar with the story, we forget how exciting it is that we're telling the most wonderful story in the world that God came in his son Jesus Christ. And we have that opportunity. People will actually come to a carol service. They will. You can invite them to church on any other Sunday and they probably won't be interested. But if you tell them we're having a carol service and we're doing a nativity, uh, people will come. They like that sort of thing. They like it. It's part of their Christmas celebration. So let's use our voices to praise God. Let's use our voices to tell people the good news about Jesus Christ. And let's use our voice uh, to proclaim that God has come and redeemed his people. So it's the second of praise. That's the second one. Are you keeping up with me? There's four more to go. The second thing is a song of praise. Then it's a song of promise. It's a song of promise. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. Uh, This Messiah, this Christ child, had been prophesied, it had been spoken, said. There was this, this promise that runs through scripture that now was coming true. So this was a a song of promise. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Hold on to that thought just for the moment that he mentions uh, King David because we'll come back to that. But as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, uh, this this birth of of John the Baptist and the, the birth of Jesus Christ, although it took the parents by surprise... There was this expectation, this waiting. We saw it in Simeon last week, didn't we? Simeon had been told that he wouldn't die before he saw the Messiah, the Christ. And unlike Zechariah, he believed and he went to the temple and he was watching and he saw Mary and Joseph come in with the little child. And it's great that we have both stories, isn't it? That we have those who readily believe and accept and we have people that Zechariah that doubt and disbelieve and are struck dumb because we recognise that we see ourselves in both. Sometimes we easily believe and sometimes, like Zachariah, we struggle to believe and accept what God is saying. But this was a song of promise. God had promised these things and Zachariah was delighted. He was, he, was, he was bubbling over because he got to be part of the story of what God was doing in his day. And you and I get to be part of the story of what God is doing in our day. And it is a privilege. And sometimes we forget, you know, oh, we're the people of God, yeah, okay, how important that is. We are the people of God. We get to play a part in what God is doing today in 2017. Let's play our part in God's story. So it's a song of promise. And then, is this fourthly? A song of preservation. A song of preservation, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies. He's mentioned David and now he's mentioned Abraham. Something going on here, isn't there? David, Abraham, and then there's that word covenant. God made a covenant with David. God made a covenant with Abraham and God prophesied about a new covenant. Jeremiah spoke about a new covenant. And, uh, and what did Jesus do? He brought in a new covenant. How do you bring in a new covenant? Well, you do it by spilling blood. What did Jesus do? Jesus 
was the new covenant in the fact that he gave his life as a ransom and bringing in that new covenant. So this is a, this is a story of covenant. And Zechariah wants people to see that this, this is a promise. This is a prophecy. This is something that he's praising. It's a, it's a, a covenant that he made first of all with Abraham and then with David. And then Jeremiah speaks about a new covenant. Uh, Tom Wright says, God has made a covenant with Abraham. God has promised to send a new David. God has spoken of a prophet who would go ahead to prepare the way. All these things Zechariah had known, believed, prayed and longed for. And now they were all to come true. You see, Zechariah was a priest. Well, what did priests do? Well, <clears throat> priests went into the temple and made sacrifices on behalf of the people. Priests studied the word of God. Zechariah would have been familiar with these covenants, with these stories. And he sees what happens, he hears. And although he struggles to believe and accept because the people of God have been waiting so long and he was so old, it seemed almost impossible. But we have a God who is the God of the impossible. So it's a song of preservation. And then it's also a song of purpose. We like that word, don't we? We like the word purpose, don't we? Yes, Richard, we do like the word purpose. We like the word purpose. And to enable us to serve him without fear and righteousness before him all our days. So it's a song of purpose. Zachariah is given a purpose. He has a part to play and his son will play an even more important part as he prepares the way for God. And that's the, the fifth thing. It's a song of preparation. A song of preparation. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. Zechariah is giving this prophecy about his son, John, who will, in the spirits of Elijah, go and prepare the way for the Lord. It's a song of preparation. And just as John is going to go before Jesus and prepare the way for people to receive Jesus, so you and I are challenged with that same role to serve God in preparing people's hearts and minds to receive Jesus. You and I are to be little John the Baptist in declaring and shouting and proclaiming that Jesus is coming. And of course, that's what we do in this season, isn't it? Uh, I mean, we dress it up in nativity plays and, and carol services, but basically, we are preparing people to be able to receive Jesus as King. And that was going to be John's role. And Zachariah was given that information by the angel. So it's a song of preparation. And then finally, sixthly, sixthly, it's a song of pardon. It's a song of pardon. To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins. You see, this is a song of salvation. All the covenants were what are sometimes referred to as uh, salvation covenants because they speak about how God will be able to be in relationship with his people through these covenants. They bring salvation to God's people. Salvation through the forgiveness of sins. Right there at Jesus' birth. Even before he was born in these 
prophetic songs, they're speaking prophetically about what will happen to Jesus. That Jesus will be the one who will be the means of the people's salvation. He will be the one that opens the door, the gate, so that people can enter into the holies of holies. Zechariah the priest was only allowed to go into the holy place once in his lifetime. It was a once and only. Jesus was going to bring in a new covenant that meant everyone could enter into that place through the forgiveness of their sins. So it's a song of pardon. It's a song of pardon. Zechariah's own story, nine months Silence suddenly broken by the naming of the child mirrors Israel's story. What had begun as a kind of punishment for a lack of faith now turns into a new sort of sign, a sign that God is doing a new thing. In other words, Zechariah's story is like a parable of the story of Israel. There'd been no prophetic voice for 400 years. There'd been silence. And then suddenly, with the news of the birth, God is speaking again and the silence is broken. And God speaks and tells of this new thing that he's doing. And so often God does that. He works through the stories of his people to explain what he is doing. And when Jesus came, what did he do? He told stories, he told parables to explain greater things about God and what God was doing. Because of his tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the path of peace. Tom Wright says, Zachariah sings of the moment when the centuries-old story was going to come round the corner at last, out of darkness into sudden light. Out of darkness into sudden light. A light had dawned on the nations. There had been darkness for a long, long time. And now God's light was going to shine. And God's light still shines in the darkness. He still brings light into dark situations. He still wants to bring light into your situation and my situation. And however dark that situation might become... God can still bring his light and his love into that situation. And that is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Zechariah sings this song of pardon. He's excited, he's jubilant, he's full of praise, he's full of wonder, he's full of awe. Because he's seen that when God says he's going to do something, he does it. But God does it in his time and not in our timing. And that waiting for Israel as a nation was now coming to an end because God was coming in his son, Jesus Christ. So, Zachariah's song, it's a great song, isn't it? It's a song that you cannot help feel Zachariah's excitement as you read it and as you look into it. And it was a song of prophecy. It was prophetic in what it was saying about what God had been doing and what God was going to do and what God was doing. It was a song of praise because Zechariah could do nothing but praise his God for his faithfulness and for the fact that he had come true to his word. It was a song of promise in that 
It had been spoken of by the prophets long ago that a Messiah, a Christ would come and now he was coming and this was the fulfillment of that promise. It was a song of preservation. God had preserved his people throughout the history. God's people had suffered great things but he had always preserved sometimes just a a small number of people in exile but he had preserved those people and it was also a song of preparation. Because God was wanting his people to be prepared for the new thing that he was doing. And of course it was a song of pardon. Because the song spoke about Zachariah's son John who would be the forerunner for God's son Jesus. Who would be the means of everyone's salvation.